Good morning and welcome. It's that time once again, the Patriot Radio News Hour live on this Monday, the 19th of June. Somebody turn down the furnace. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. Our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. In the world where nobody can see the bubble happening, that's why you tune in right here. The website at allamericangold.com. All the all the great things. Uh, and I'm I'm really getting close now. I know I've been promising, but I, it could be as early as tomorrow. We're we're a day, maybe two away uh, from the news site. We had one little, one more little crank of the keyboard to get the shopping cart where we need it to be and the new site will be up and running so make sure you check it out it's just like the old site except you're going to have even more stuff from me with the blogging and and of course our social media all that stuff and and the the core right which is the news and the videos and all that that stuff will always stay there that will be there as well so hopefully it'll just be new and improved uh, what does it mean for you? I don't think absolutely nothing. I don't think you have to do anything different. You'll just go to the site one morning and it'll look a little bit different, but hopefully in a good way. Uh, that That's going to be coming. Speaking of coming, well, the heat, the valley of the furnace. I, I'm going to tell you right now, I was. it was, man, over 20 years ago, I want to say, when it was like 122 here. Wendy's talking. 28? Yeah, so this is the first time in recent memory where I'm concerned. I mean, I'm going to tell you, it's it's hard to explain because you're like, hey, 110, you know, what's what's 10 more degrees? It's a lot. Uh, It's a lot. So if you're out there, don't be. Don't go hiking the mountain. Right, my wife had a great idea. She's like, "Man, we should just shut them down." People hike here a lot, and and uh, yes, don't do it. Uh, the next few days, I think today, uh, something like one seventeen today, one seventeen today, and then tomorrow and Wednesday uh, could be you know one. I know they're saying one nineteen to one twenty uh, could be a little. You know, you know it's going to be probably a little hotter in some other places. Uh, yeah, yeah, don't go outside. So as far as, as we go, right now I'm planning on us being here. We may close early uh, on those days just uh, just because, I mean, it's, it's really that hot. It's dangerous. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's dangerous. It's going to be a hot one. So everyone, please take your precautions. Uh, the heat is here and the furnace will stay on. Uh, for the rest of the summer. Speaking of the furnace being on, nobody knows what the Federal Reserve is up to, what they are thinking. Uh, We had New York uh, Federal Reserve President Bill Dudley out this morning, and he said something that, and, and really, again, it depends on what it is you want to believe. But he was talking about the bond market and really said something that was shocking to me, saying that the Federal Reserve, well, I shouldn't say that he's not, that he's not paying attention to it. 
because the bond market is signaling recession. Uh, right now, even as we speak, and the Federal Reserve talked real tough and, and all that stuff, and of course I'm telling you, I think it's an act. Right? They're talking real tough, but the rate hike things are not going to happen. Matter of fact, he still said, hey, there's four more hikes to go. And again, remember what I told you all along. The highest they're going for is 2%. Right? They're at 1% now. So I don't view that as very bullish. But what kind of got people going was, hey, but the bond market's saying, yeah, you probably shouldn't have even done the last hike. Then why are you talking so tough now? And Dudley came out this morning and said, we're just not going to pay attention to it. And uh, the Fed is, uh, you know, right now with an interest rate of, I guess they say it's between one and one and a quarter. They're doing that little thing that's in that range. The bond market should be well above three, especially if they believed that there was four more hikes coming between now and the end of 2018. At least that's what uh, Dudley laid out today. And, and his exact words were, he thinks the economy's pretty good. I don't know what pretty good means. He says that the the bond market is pricing in much fewer rate hikes over the next two years than the four moves the, the Fed has, quote-unquote, penciled it. Right? And pencil's probably the right word, right? Because you can always erase the pencil. Uh, and I think that eraser's going to come out, but neither here nor there. The bond market today is at 2.17. So in a normal market, of course, I guess normal, you got to throw that word out, right? Because normally the rates would be, you know, 5, 6, 7%. The bond market at a minimum should probably be three and a quarter, probably closer to three and a half percent. And it's lower today than it was two hikes ago, uh, which has a lot of people uh, very, very concerned. And it's amazing. Uh, Again, though, here's some data right in front of their face. And his answer today was, eh, we're just not going to look at it. Speaking of not looking at it, I warned you, Illinois, one more step closer. Uh, I don't know if you've heard the latest. It's so bad in Illinois, the lottery is pulling out. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about what Arizona's doing to pretend like everything's wonderful. When you guessed it, it has to do with pension. We got it all coming. Don't touch that dial. You know, I didn't even get to say happy Father's Day to everybody. Friday, uh, Phoenix had a, a an issue with uh, a transmitter. Uh, the transmitter it was actually in their office uh, that went down uh, right before we were going to go on the air. It went down, uh, and they actually didn't get back up to about 11 o'clock, so after the show was over, so we weren't able... Uh, to do a show on Friday. I hope you all had a great Father's Day. Uh, me and my wife and my boys. The boys, they came back from California uh, Saturday, and uh, my oldest son was in a uh, Passion League tournament. They lost in the semifinals to Chandler. Uh, very, uh, They did really well, so it was very exciting for them. Uh, they came back Sunday, 
or Saturday, excuse me, and then Sunday we went out, had breakfast, you know, very simple, and then I got to pick dinner, which I'm always, I love hot, hot dogs and hamburgers, right? And, and I knew, you know what, we're probably not going to be grilling out for the foreseeable future, so we, we did the hot dogs and hamburgers for dinner. It was nice. Hope all of you had a had a wonderful Father's Day out there. And Yeah, we'll get ready for the 4th of July, but here's what I find amazing. You know, think about what Dudley said this morning. Yeah, we're just not going to look at it. Right? We're not going to look at the bond market. Of course, the bond market tells you when something's not right. Hey, and his answer was, well, rates are lower, you know, everywhere else, so it's fine. Right? Like, somehow, the, the I guess, the detection system, which is the bond market, or the, I guess, for all of the debt markets, somehow is irrelevant now. Kind of like GDP is irrelevant, right? Ah, we just don't, you know, 2%, whatever, well, it's fine. We don't want to look at it, just like we don't want to look at the jobs market any differently. We like our little economic models. And then you, over the, like, well, this was going to be Friday, we're going to talk about how bad it's gotten now in Illinois. You know, we did the article about how, uh, without a budget, come June the 1st, no road work can get done, except for, I guess, what they're considering uh, safety issues. Last week, the Powerball and Mega Millions Lottery said they are going to pull out of Illinois on June the 30th due to the budget impasse. It says, without a budget in place, the state is not authorized to make payments to the association or the Mega Millions. <laughs> so they're like, hey, we're not going to do it. The lottery, by the way, represents 2% of the state of Illinois' total revenue. Speaking of revenue, and this is what I've been, you know, it's clear as day, right? And you can pretend that it's not happening and Wall Street can act like everything is wonderful, but when you look at the inside, it's coming. Revenue from corporations in the state of Illinois down 41.3%. Yeah, you heard me. 41.3%. Sales tax revenues are also, well, they're flat. <laughs> They've raised taxes just to stay flat. It says that residents may be feeling some solidarity with the likes of Puerto Rico and Detroit. The financial crunch spiraling into a serious problem for Illinois lawmakers, and I've told you the problem. There's a reason why there isn't a budget. Because they got to submit something that says the budget is balanced, and they can't. See, that's what happens when you have too much money going out and not enough money going in. And they did all the tricks. Right? They did all the robbing of Peter to pay Paul. They did all of the, we're not going to fund this, and we're not going to fund that, and we're going to play games, and we're going to say revenue's going to be X when it's really going to be Y, and they did it all. And now they're out of tricks. 
It says many observers now wondering if the state will make history by becoming the first one to go bankrupt. And you know what? They The first is probably the important part, because they know. There's a line behind Illinois. At the moment, it's impossible for a state to file bankruptcy protection, which would only be afforded to counties and municipalities like Detroit. The Chapter 9 bankruptcy protection could be extended to states if Congress takes up the issue. Now you start thinking about, right, who's going to bail out Chicago, who's going to bail out Illinois, right, who's going to bail out Hartford, who's going to bail out Connecticut, and yet everything's wonderful. I'm going to share with you something, and you only get this a couple, two, three times a year. And if you don't read it, you miss it. This was in Friday's Arizona Republic. And I wanted to to share it with you because nobody out there will tell you that Arizona is doing poorly. I'm going to tell you it's not nearly as good as you think it is. And, and and what I mean by that is what the actual data... you got people out there, oh, yeah, it's growing, it's booming. I mean, there are people moving here, there is, and we are building. But not like it was. Matter of fact, nowhere close to that. But this was in Friday's Arizona Republic. Soaring pension costs are strangling Phoenix's city budget. And I told you, this is happening everywhere. But city officials are weighing a plan to ease the near-term misery. (laughs) See, 46 states got to have their budgets done by the end of the month. Punt on paying pension debt and spend big later. Yeah, see... That's what Chicago and Illinois, right, New York and Connecticut, right, California. The maneuver could cost the city up to an additional $2.3 billion in police and fire pension costs over the next 30 years. But you know what? Hey, we won't have to pay for it now. This is how bad it is. The city of Phoenix cannot balance their budget unless they don't pay their pension. It would lower the city's annual pension payments to the state-run pension system for police officers and firefighters immediately. (laughs) Man, it'll be fine. Don't worry. And then we'll come out and tell you how great things are. Phoenix public safety pension costs have ballooned from... $56 million in 2007 to $207 million today. There's no inflation. Don't worry. Pension costs are up 400%. It's crazy. And guess what? 
That's 400, that's 40% a year. And guess what these brilliant people are going to do? Hey, let's just not pay us. <laughs> right? We got to balance the budget and we don't have the money. They say that the increase uh, of the skyrocketing cost make it hard for the city to balance its budget and maintain basic services. The city faces the prospects of 43 million to 64 million, give or take, of a deficit in 2018, which would require cuts to popular services like libraries, senior centers, swimming pools, you know, road repair. The city manager is proposing the city relieve pressure by taking more time to pay the pension debt. Yeah, see, we'll just, you know, extend it out there. A move Arizona legislatures and the governor authorized this year to help localities with their pension costs. Oh, see, they're letting you know. Not just Phoenix doing this. Every All the cities are doing this. The maneuver to a homeowner picking, a, they say, here's how they're liking it. That's like going from a 15-year mortgage to a 30. <laughs> of course, here's the problem. Is if and when, and you can set your watch to it, they're not getting the returns that they're promising. And this thing is going, well, just like all the other plans, is going to blow up. And they're saying that two government watchdog groups contacted by the Arizona Republic criticized the move, saying the city should not drastically inflate its pension debt for future generations. Now think about this, too. And this is happening all over the place. Right in the south. Oh, no, don't worry. There's no bubble here. It's huge. Illinois is, it makes Bernie Madoff, right, look like nothing happened. Illinois makes Detroit look like child's play. It's going to make Puerto Rico look like, I don't look like Bernie Madoff. And now you're finding out even the places where they say things are good. Or, I'll use Dudley's word, well, they're pretty good. They're pretty good if no one pays their debts. And now you're sitting there and you're looking at at all of the cities now in Arizona apparently have approval from the governor and the legislature to not pay their pension bills so they can submit a balanced budget. And then, you know, I think about this. You know, and I don't know why I got on because I'm just so angry about how much my health care is going. By the way, uh, there was an article Wall Street Journal today. Yeah, where is it? Oh, here it is. Health insurers now are they're coming up. They're, they have, I think, till the end of the month to submit their 2018s. So far, they've done it in 10 states. Premium increases averaging 20% or more. And the or more part is what you really need to be worried about. But think about this, 20% increase in health care costs again. And where was it that we decided 
that go ahead and take my money and give it to somebody else so they can have health insurance. How did that become America? Right, and you start to think about, and this is mainstream now. Right, everybody thinks that we need to have this health care system. And all it's done is taken the cost and blown it, what, blown it sky high. Think about everything they touch, right? What was it, 20 or 30 years ago when they started this, everybody needs to go to college? (laughs) Right? Right? Cost of college now. And I know, right, my son's going to be a senior in high school this year. It's incredible. I mean, you're talking... I mean, you go to a horrible school for like ten thousand. Great, great schools are fifty to a hundred thousand. And now you have the state of Illinois talking about Congress needing to approve a Chapter Nine bankruptcy. Moody's, which already downgraded its bond to the lowest investment rating, says it may put Illinois in the junk if they don't have a budget by July the 1st, which I think is mathematically impossible. But don't worry. Everything's wonderful. There's no bubbles here. Don't get prepared for what's coming. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, presenting a daily conservative perspective since 1983, continuing the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. And now, from the archives of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, here is Phyllis Schlafly. Yesterday was Father's Day, and it's a good time to reflect on one of the biggest social and fiscal problems in America today, the sad plight of the some 20 million American children who are growing up without the care and authority of their own father in the home. There are many reasons for the missing fathers, and the least of all reasons is the so-called deadbeat dad. That's a nasty epithet coined by the feminists to show their disdain for men and their ideology that men are not necessary. Most of the children who lack their own fathers in the home have been made fatherless, either by their mothers, who decided to have babies without getting married, or by a family court judge who ruled that after a divorce, child custody should be given to the mother while the father is labeled non-custodial and ordered out of the child's life. The constitutional right of the parents to control the care and upbringing of their own children should belong to both parents equally. But when primary or sole custody is given to the mother, the father becomes merely a sometime visitor in the child's life, often just two days a month. That's why it's called visitation. His only value is considered to be mailing a monthly check to the mother, which she can spend any way she wants. The father loses all parental authority and fades out of his own children's lives. There is beginning to be some recognition of the injustices of the family courts who have deliberately excluded fathers from living with or exercising parental authority over their own children. 
Several states, notably Florida and Minnesota, have passed reform bills that recognize that in the case of divorce, the parents should have joint legal custody unless evidence is presented in court that one parent is unfit. More states are moving in this direction, and that is a hopeful sign. Shared parenting would enable children to maintain strong ties to both parents. 2017 marks 50 years of the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, mailed, broadcast, and posted online to millions of Americans eager to follow her traditional conservative perspective. We continue that legacy at phyllisschlafly.com, archiving the past, addressing today's key issues, and staying alert for the future. So bookmark phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening, and join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. I don't see any bubbles. What could be wrong? (laughs) Even the lottery said, you know, (laughs) we're out of here, Illinois. Right? Even they know. And and I don't know, you know, I know that it's in the hundreds of billions of dollars. The problem is, after Illinois... Right comes New Jersey and Kentucky and Connecticut. It's kind of like the retailers. It's not. It, it's exactly like that. And and you got to remember, all that happened is they all got a big reprieve. All the rates came down, which allowed them to what borrow a lot more money, right? Because they could save money on the interest rates. Of course, one of the things it did is it made the pensions look better for a little bit, but then the returns didn't come. And they're not coming anywhere, despite the Dow's out of record. The pension system isn't making the 7 and 8% it needs to survive, not even close. And then you throw that on top of nobody's paying into it. Even... The healthy cities, or what they say are healthy. How about Larry Summers over the weekend? By the way, Larry Summers, I guess the guy that you could say lost, it was either going to be him or Janet Yellen that replaced Ben Bernanke at the Federal Reserve. In a stinging post in the Washington Post, former Treasury Secretary and Harvard economist says the central bank has lost credibility with the financial market. And really, it, we're just now getting around to this. When's the last time the Federal Reserve predicted anything even remotely close to what the actual data was? He says of consistently missed guided optimism about growth prospects and the Fed's ability to raise rates. The Fed is not credible with the markets at this point, Summers wrote. It dots, it's dots plots. (laughs) Right, you gotta remember that too. I don't talk about that enough. You know they have this, this, well, what they call a dot plot chart. And they have all of the governors, and they all, you know, put their dot 
kind of like pin the tail on the donkey. Where do you think interest rates are going to be next year, the, the year after, right? And they got these little dots. And it says the prediction of four rate increases over the next 18 months compared with the market's expectation of less than two. So is that one or none? I don't know. It's really none. I mean, look at the 10-year note. The market doesn't want any more. Matter of fact, the market's telling the Fed, don't do any more, because this stuff, it's not that good. Well, he's not so concerned about this week's interest rate increase itself. And that was something I've been telling you. They shouldn't do it, but they're going to, and I think, fine, they wanted to get to 1%. They did. He says, but it's rather in the way Fed officials think about the trade-off between inflation and employment in the construct of the Phillips curve. And I'm going to tell you, and I brought this up the other day, and I know I probably did a horrible, horrible job explaining this, but this is my point to everybody out there that's listening, and I hope you pay attention. These are a bunch of students, okay? very smart students, but students who have zero real life experience. I mean zero. Right? The the closest thing to experience they got was maybe a part-time summer job. Right? While all the rest of us were outside playing, they were inside reading a book. And they create these great little economic models. They don't mean anything other than, well, we've studied history. And history says that if this happens, then that's going to happen, and so on and so forth. And this guy, Phillips, a New Zealand, not that that means anything, he's from New Zealand, he was an economist. Economist, by the way, is another code word for, yeah, I was a really good student. And it, and it had this correlation about jobs and inflation that the federal, and Janet Yellen can't get off of it. My God, she must have loved that class, right? She must have took that class that, that had the Phillips curve in it and just thought, my God, I found nirvana. And it doesn't work. And the reason why it doesn't work is because they've manipulated everything. The data that's actually going into it is no longer valid. Summer says the Fed has been highly unrealistic. Listen, this is the scary part, but this is them. You need to get it through your thick skulls. This is them. They've been highly unrealistic for a very long time. Coming out and telling, we we can't see bubbles. How can you not? In a matter of fact, all they did was took the last bubble and tried to blow it back up again, and now it's going to be even worse. And it's coming. It's already, you know what, here's the reality. It's not coming. It's here already. By the time they get around to admitting it, 
right? We'll be in a full-blown economic crisis. It says it's forecast. Essentially, Larry Summers called them a joke. They're so unrealistic that it really doesn't mean anything, and it's been that way for years. He says that the, the Federal Reserve is missing an opportunity, right, to create millions of more jobs, right? He's essentially saying, hey, listen, things aren't very good. We need to do more. So the former Minnesota Fed governor, Corla Cota, said the same thing. Matter of fact, we already know, and this is one of the things, they want to talk about William Dudley. But they didn't talk about Neil Kashkari, who came out this weekend and said, hey, listen, I voted against the rate hike. I'm already dissenting. I don't believe the Federal Reserve. Now they're talking, and this is what I told you. Remember what the target is right now, 2%. What happens when they decide that's not good enough? Now some economists, right, these academics, are advocating the Fed adopt a higher inflation rate. <laughs> We're going to get higher inflation, all right. Just just look at your health care bill. Take the Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. Welcome back. Our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. That is what you call you. Put away your gold. Put away your silver and sit back and watch. I mean, it's right there in front of all of our faces, right? The volatility index back below 10 again today, right? Another one of those signs. Right? That's never happened. We've had more days below 10 than we've had in 30 years just this year. It's not a good thing. When you start thinking about all of the things that are starting to implode, there's no way out of these. These numbers are way too big. I mean, Puerto Rico, 70-something billion. <laughs> Illinois is hundreds of billions. And then you start looking at all the little cities. Oh, of course, Chicago, not very little, right? The, and then the different, the fire, the police, the teachers, the, the, the sanitation workers. I mean, there's hundreds of pensions. And they're all bankrupt. The only way to pay them is to tax. And you're going to tax people that don't have any money to tax. And then you think about cities like Phoenix. That's got to be in the top of the list. Maybe Denver is probably the only place where people say things are better than Phoenix. We've got a budget shortfall of 40 to 60 million dollars and the solution is to well let's just stop paying the pension and then you start to realize what it is that's coming uh, right uh, right now we got two great items for you today great opportunity first of all uh, got to talk about silver again I know I talk about it a lot lately but it's just one of those things uh, right now uh, Silver, and I'm just doing a little math here. Where we're at over 76 ounces to buy an ounce of gold. Uh, the J-
just a huge, huge buy signal on on Silver Eagles this morning. Uh, U.S. Silver Eagles, they're $395 a roll. If you buy a case of them, you're going to save another 5 bucks a roll, uh, $9,750. So cases of Silver Eagles back below ten grand at 800 951 Zero five nine two silver. You got it should be in every portfolio. I know a lot of you uh, are huge silver people, and that's the majority of your portfolio. Uh, I'm still more on the gold side, but right now silver is very attractive. You need to be adding that every time you order. Right now, when silver gets this attractive, you add on the gold side. Just a great opportunity. Uh, again, getting back to to some of the lowest prices we've ever seen. Uh, U.S. twenty dollar Liberty and others. The answer we got and it was kind of well, between forty and sixty. So let's just kind of say fifty. U.S. twenty dollar Liberties. These are the older ones, eighteen sixty six to nineteen oh seven, all the way down at thirteen and a quarter. And if it was me, if you're going to buy 520s, add five rolls of silver. I mean, if you're going to buy 120, add a roll of silver. If you're going to buy 1020s, add 10 rolls of silver. Maybe you buy 2520s and a case of silver. Uh, but but this is it. This is when you want to buy it. This is really the last few days is nothing but BS. I don't believe Janet Yellen. I don't believe Bill Dudley. I think they're they're well and here's the thing. I hope I'm right. And they're just talking tough because they're just going to they're gonna leave the rate hikes alone and do this little taper, you know, four or five billion dollars a month and, and try to pretend and limp it through. It's not going to work. My bigger fear now is maybe I'm wrong. And Janet Yellen isn't the smartest person in the room. And and I thought that really right up until I heard Dudley talk this morning, because that's her right-hand man. And he simply flat out said, we are ignoring the bond market, which just tells you this is why they can't see a bubble. This thing is blowing up, and it's blowing up so much faster. You know, unfortunately, Wall Street's the last place you go to find the bubble. Right? We know that. Remember, uh, uh, who was it? Bear Stearns. God, you can't find a better example than that. Less than 10 days before Bear Stearns went bankrupt, its stock was $42. And their CEO was out on television, out on the idiot box, telling everybody how strong the balance sheet was. And within 10 days, there was an emergency meeting between Jamie Dimon, I want to say it was Hank Paulson, and the Treasury over the weekend. And J.P. Morgan was going to buy Bear Stearns for $2. (laughs) This is what we're talking about. But now we're talking much bigger. And that's the part that's scary. Right, we're talking about, look at the retail carnage. Every single week, it's somebody else. 
Now look at what we're talking about in the cities and the states and entire countries now. Every single week, it's somebody else. And it really doesn't matter, right? Look at Phoenix. How can we be running a budget deficit next year if things were so great? And the answer really is simple. They're not that good. The revenues aren't coming in. And guess what? They keep saying there's no inflation, yet the cities, they know. The cities and states know better than anybody. Everything just costs so much more every single year. Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment coming up. Final segment, Patriot Radio News Hour, our toll free number 800 951 0592. And just a, another, <laughs> I get, you know, it's hard because they, they, it doesn't make any sense. It really, really doesn't. Why are they ignoring what's right in front of them? And you got to ask yourself that. Why would would Bill Dudley, who, by all accounts, right, would be a res- highly respected, uh, for lack of a better word, economist, come out and say something like, you know what, we're just not going to pay attention to that because it doesn't fit with what we want to say. Right, And this is what you have. This is the problem that I've been trying to articulate to you, right? It, it's the, remember the, the, my example with my brother and the, the softball. He's the smartest of, we got, I got three brothers, the four between the four. He's the smartest one, right? And yet, at times, he's beyond dumb. And this is exactly what you're seeing. You know it. You know, I don't make these stories up. <laughs> Arizona Republic on Friday. Hey, we got a budget here. We got a deficit. I know. Let's not pay the pension. Even though you look, look at all the pensions that are going under. And this is what, this is what they came up with. Because somehow now we live in this country where everybody needs something for free. And it's not going to change until it all melts down. And now you got the Federal Reserve doing what it's been doing for pretty much the last 20, 25 years, which is we're just going to ignore all the things that we've done. Because make no mistake about it, all of this falls squarely on them. Well, them and their banker buddies on Wall Street. You know, and I keep trying to say it, we know this. They don't care about you or I. They never have. That wasn't why they got put together. Right? Do do you some homework. Understand the history. This was put together, talking about this central bank, so a bunch of rich guys could still be rich. That's it. The system that they say they're protecting, that's not for you. That's for their buddies on Wall Street. They already know that doesn't work. Matter of fact, the one thing that they promised you, they took away. 
How many of you are going to retire and live off the interest on your bank CD today? <laughs> right? They don't care. And they're going to blow it up. And as sure as I'm sitting here, and it's happening, and it's already here, and, and you better start getting ready because it only gets worse every year. Gets worse and worse and you're worse. I'm reading now that somebody just came out and said they think Illinois has less than two years. I mean, how much farther behind can somebody get? Rolls of U.S. Silver Eagles, 395, 395. U.S. $20 gold pieces, 13 and a quarter at 800 592 Get ready for the heat. Not real sure what's going to happen the next few days here, but make sure you take the time, put some things away. We'll, we'll, we'll be talking soon. Patriot Radio News Hour. Take care.